Welcome back to Customers Who Click, the e-commerce podcast for DTC brands. In each episode, we will look to answer one important question. What is the one thing brands should be doing right now to get customers clicking? Each guest will take us through actionable insights and real-life examples from brands excelling in the art of customer attraction. So whether you're looking to enhance your conversion rates, boost average order values, or extend customer lifetime value, this is the podcast for you. Visit customerswhoclick.com for all our past episodes and to connect with us. Now dive into the world of D2C e-commerce with us and unravel the secrets to keeping those customers clicking. Today's guest is just absolutely fantastic. Today we've got Serge Milbank, CEO and founder of ConferWith, a platform for one-to-one live video shopping for e-commerce brands. Serge has got some incredible experience. He's previously founded a digital consultancy. He's worked with some huge brands like Sky, Vodafone, Microsoft and Amazon. He's here to offer, offer us a really unique perspective on challenges and opportunities in the retail sector. Uh, and I think you're going to love what you hear from him. So Serge, welcome. Tell us why video live shopping. Yeah. Hi, Will. Thanks for having me today as well. It's, it's an honor to be here. So why video shopping? It's, it's funny. I mean, if you mentioned I, I ran a, a digital consultancy, this company called Stream 20. We ran that for about, about 15 years and it was only okay. sold about four years ago and uh, it was interesting. We we worked with a lot of great brands, a lot of big monster brands, and a lot of smaller brands and sort of upcoming brands as well. And our job was to grow e-commerce numbers. That's what we did all day, every day. And we kind of had kind of clients. We had the clients that had amazing conversion rates, and we had the clients that had not so amazing conversion rates. And Amazon, as an example, had an amazing conversion rate. And they had massive growth targets for us. And believe it or not, we managed to hit those growth targets. But it was, it was an environment where we had a great conversion. You know, it's, uh, and, and, and everything became easy. All media became easier. All activity became easy. Uh, then you had sort of the other group of clients that didn't have great conversion rates. And so that everything became harder, a lot harder. Media wasn't any nearly anywhere near as effective. You had all sorts of problems when you were taking people down through funnels, et cetera. So we had a, we kind of worked out very early on that conversion is everything when, when you're really trying to grow a brand and, and we became obsessed with that as a business. And, and so, you know, once I left that business and sold the business that kept in my head and live shopping is one such space that uh, is lucky enough to have by design an amazing conversion rate. And there's a lot of really good reasons for that. Was there anything like a particular moment for you that that made you realize live shopping would be the thing you want to go for? Or Yeah, it was, I mean, it was a very serendipitous moment. We, I was interestingly in the middle of trying to buy a majority share in a video analytics company okay. before the pandemic hit. The pandemic hit. I was in the middle of due diligence of that of, of that of that process, and we had well that that deal fell out of bed basically. But but I but which you'd understand most things stopped when the pandemic started. But I had a tech team that was sat there in the middle of doing a lot of work in video analytics and wondering wondering what I'm going to do with all that prepaid tech team that I had in place. And at the same time, I had a range of people sort of. From, Historically, who knew that I knew a lot about e-commerce and came to me and said, look, our retail stores have gone. We're in trouble. Yeah. Help. And we got, <laughs> yeah, yeah, what, what do we do? And we got to a, a sort of, my, my standard answer was, don't worry, they'll all go through e-commerce. Everything will be all right. And I had a few people sort of come to me and say, 
no, it's not going to be right. And I asked the question why. What came back was the reason why live shopping became what it is for me. And it was because basically they said for billions of people all around the world, their first experience of a brand tends to be in a retail store. And that matters. They may convert online, but they go through retail stores. And, and I said, well, that's interesting. And, so, well, and then I think casually I asked a few people, what's the conversion rate in your retail stores? And they said, well, 20%, sometimes 30%, sometimes one person came and said 40%. And I went, well, that's interesting. I spent my whole career in e-commerce since the late 90s, and I'm happy when I see a 4% conversion rate. What's going on here? And I was lucky enough to be given a view of what amazing retail looks like and in a lot of ways what I think e-commerce is missing. And so that was the serendipitous moment where we actually sort of said, well, let's try and replicate as close as reasonably possible the experience that you might have in retail. You can't do the exact same experience because you're not physically in the store, but you can replicate some of the experiences in the store that make a difference yeah, to exactly. And that's why, that's how we got there. And we sort of said, well, actually, we can replicate a lot of what actually happens in a store. And Yeah. Yeah. I think we, we have that conversation a lot with partners and other agencies where, you know, a, a lot of e-commerce websites are just like online catalogs, really. There's no experience to them like you get in store. So- like, what, what do you think, what's that one thing you think brands should be doing right now to get customers clicking? Well, I think to get customers to click and ultimately convert or ultimately become a loyal customer, you actually need to, and um, this is what I'm picking up out of retail, you need to understand precisely what those customers need or want or both. So what I mean by that is physical retail do that in a really good way. So what they do is they, if you walk into a physical retail, you will have a scenario where if it's great retail, you will get greeted at the appropriate point and that's, and some level of rapport is getting established. So you can have two human beings interacting and, and, and talking with each other. Uh, they might then ask some questions, what are, you, what are you looking for? And we could be in a fashion store, or I'm looking for something for a party I'm going to. Okay, and then someone who's great in retail then will probably then turn around and start asking a lot of very specific questions. Okay, what kind of party is it? Black tie. Okay, it's black tie. You use an awards dinner. Yes, I'm up for an awards. Okay, so you want to look good because you've got photos. Yes, I do. Are you taking a date? Are you with your team? All those different types of things. And so all of a sudden, that retail person knows very well exactly what I need. And they know that I might want be wanting more than a suit. They might I might be needing shoes. I might be needing accessories. I might be needing uh, something for my date if I'm taking a date and things like that. So awesome. They know all my needs. And then they go through a process of immersing me. I buy the product on and try the suit on and all those, all those good things. And I'm getting reassured throughout that process going, Serge, you look amazing. Or oh, you look, look fantastic. And I said, oh, actually, don't wear that, Serge. That's your big gut's going to show there. Don't do that. And those types of things. So... Uh, that and then it's taken to the till, and I'm and I'm going and purchasing on the back of it, and I'm feeling very good about that process at the back of it. So now, if you compare that to the little catalog example that we've just shown there, is you see a lot of websites that are catalogs and listings, and you compare that to the experience that I've had just inside that retail store. The main difference there is the person in that retail store knows what I want, and they can give me exactly what I want. 
within reason if they had the right products, of course. But uh, that's the reason why they have a, a great conversion rate. So, and that's also the reason why people walk out of those stores and are yeah. very happy about them. And I think in, in uh, probably a lot of cases, spending yeah. more money as well. But right? if someone clearly yeah, well, comes across as knowing what they are doing and they're helping you buy what you need and have asked you questions and understood things, if they say to you, oh, well, I think you should get this as well and this will go with it as well. And have you thought about, like, have you thought about whether you need this or not? Right. All those things make you think, oh, yeah, I probably do actually. And you just kind of get, um, I want to say, like, almost carried away with it because this person's giving you such a good experience. Yeah, I'd, I, absolutely. And that person also, but if they know that Serge, you know, if, if, if Serge in a hurry walks into that same store and goes, I just need a suit. Let's do nothing else. I'm in a suit. I'm in a hurry. Then they're just gonna they're gonna sort me out right there and just get the suit on, get me tried on. Yes, that fits. That's yeah. perfect. Let's get to till. Let's get you out the door. And it's it's the human being element that's there. And and what I call that a lot when I'm talking to the client base is I talk. Uh, I saw that is the ultimate personalization, and it's human being personalization, human personalization as opposed to getting yeah. software to do that. And I think one to one live shopping where you're connecting consumers with people that have that can help people with those questions one-to-one life shopping is ultimately it's personal shopping at scale and, and and that's what that's what i think is really drives uh, yeah i mean even yeah when you're on a website see the difference is you haven't got that salesperson there you look at a product if you look at it and go if you're looking at a suit for example using going back to your example if you look at those pictures and think, ah, I'm not sure that's right for me, you've got the choice of either going back and just browsing through those listings to see if something stands out to you or just going. And and maybe, in fact, there are probably a lot of people who just decide, oh, do you know what? I'll just go in store. I'll, go, I'll actually go find a store and get them to help me because I can't find what I'm looking for on site. I remember, and even live chat, I feel like I've never had a live chat experience which has come close to that either. Normally, it's answering very basic questions, not really helping me find what I'm looking for. It's all kind of on the assumption that I found what I'm looking for and I just have a couple of questions about it. Yeah, I mean, that's right. I mean, live chat's interesting. It's a very limited analogue of the experience, really, isn't it? It's not the, it's not two human beings. It's not a repartee, repartee between two people. It's it's a, a binary question answer. Do you have this in this size? No. Do you have it in this size? Yes. Will that fit me? Or more information required? And this, you know, human beings need that kind of need that kind of detail within that as well. So, I think chat. We kind of see chat as an important part of the funnel. And I'm sure most of your listeners here that are running e-commerce operations have chat operations as well. At least some of them, hopefully, and they will see some return coming from that activity there as well. This becomes a bit of a step up to create a, uh, pick up a different segment that, exactly as you describe it, would just walk out. You just walk out of the metaphorically walk out of the website and walk into a store or walk into another website yeah, that's a better experience. And that's that's in particular where that goes. And it's it's interesting as well with thinking about a binary experience there as well. Is live shopping's and we're in the one-to-one space, so we're not in the one-to-many, but we're in the one-to-one space where it's really it's two human beings talking with each other in a in a in an exchange that be four, five, six minutes in that exchange. And you know what great one-to-one live shopping looks like is where it's you connected to the e-commerce platform, 
And so then you're using all the benefits that an e-commerce platform has, the catalog, and that's the big benefit of an e-commerce platform is catalog, images, products, pricing, inventory levels, specifications, fitting guides, all that kind of stuff. And if you mash that into the live shopping experience, then you've got an experience that actually uses the best of both worlds. You've got the kind of scale of live commerce, a scale of e-commerce, whereas you've got the human element to it. And then you mash it together, it's equivalent and as close as you can get to showing product, sharing product, all those different types of things. So you don't have to be yes. set around with a camera. Yeah. So if, if a brand wanted to get started with this, what are some of the key things they've got to be considering and doing in order to be able to implement video live shopping and get it right and make it actually work for them? Well, I mean, the naturally, is, there's the simple side of things of just getting the tech set up. And that's right now, that's pretty, I mean, for us, it's straightforward. We've been doing this for a while now, where it's, you know, we plug a platform. Uh, if you're in a standard form, it's like a Shopify, Magento, BigCommerce, Salesforce, something like that. You just plug straight in and off you go. You get you, you suck in all the inventory, all the pricing, all the images, etc. And then that trigger, then you have a range of ways to trigger calls. Sometimes that's a widget. Sometimes it's a better ball on page. Sometimes it's through through CRMs, etc. To, to make that happen. And that, that's the nuts and bolts of getting the tech side of things going with, with live shopping. It's, it should be fairly straightforward these days. And then there's the people side of things because we talked a lot about people. And us in e-commerce, I wouldn't necessarily think that we, even though there's a lot of extroverts in e-commerce, I'm not sure how many how many actually think, well, actually, well, I'm going to spin up a team of 100 people to be doing live shopping falls for brands and things like that. And we run into that a lot. You need to think about your people strategy. Now, big brands, to the big clients in the books, they, they will have whole teams of people that all they do all day, every day, is live video calls. For mid-brands, mid-sized brands and smaller brands, that becomes, you won't get as many video calls. So therefore, it's going to be hard to justify putting, and it would be, and that's an issue there. So, and plus, I mean, in the world we're in at the moment, everything that we had last year in, sort of all the problems in e-commerce and, and all the problems in retail in retail that everyone's forecasting for this year is I don't see many people investing in people to be able to support a brand new channel. So what we do as a business is we provide those people what we call okay. brand ambassadors for people to do video calls on behalf of on behalf of teams, on behalf of brands and they and they work in that framework. And that's that all of a sudden, then they just subscribe to it, and it's then all of a sudden your people strategy sorted. So, so then what you have is you've got people that are triggering to a live video call. There's a whole bunch of tech that makes that amazing, and then it's, it goes into teams of people that, that start doing video calls. And at the basic level, that's amazing at getting it right. It's once you get if you get an experienced team that are there to do video calls that are right size for your type of business, it will make money. It'll make it'll drive volume, it'll drive conversion rate, average order value almost within the first months and being being payback. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Now, uh, yeah, I, I can sorry. imagine it's really impactful. I mean, fr- from what I've seen, when brands move from email to phone or email to live chat, we see an improvement in performance because they're faster, more engaging set well support or sales channels. So I can imagine if someone gets on a call, if someone is in that mood to to get on a video call with someone from a brand, there's got to be some good intent there, right? I, I imagine you get some people who come on just to ask a few questions, you know, because they can't find the information they need about a product or something. But I would have thought 
if if someone's willing to get on a call, potentially, I, I, I don't know how, how exactly you guys run it, but potentially wait just a little bit for that call to actually to, to connect and, and get to an agent, there's got to be some pretty high intent there. Yeah, I mean, there's, you, you get, you've got lots of segments of people. So I think, and I'm just going to randomly pull out segments in a lot of ways, but it's kind of segment one, you've got people that come in and they're kind of, they've got one or two questions. They go, oh, is this, if we go back, if we go, and I don't know why I'm in suits at the moment, yes, it's only, but it's, if they've got, oh, the, the lapels on this shiny. And you get those types of questions, or if you're in sofas, is is um, so is this good for my dog? Will dogs uh, shed hair on this? And, and they'll just have a few clarifying questions. They go, okay, that's solved all. That's got all my doubts, all my lingering doubts done. I'm ready to buy. So that's kind of segment one, and and they're the they're the hot bottom of funnel people that would probably get close to converting anyway. So that's that's kind of group one and group two, uh, where people go in and sort of they they're a little bit further up the funnel and that they're asking questions like, "I need some help buying a product. I don't know which one to buy." So they've got they've identified the need. They know they want a product. They know they need a problem solved or something. They just don't know which one to go for. That's right. And so therefore, it's then personal shopping. It's you going, okay, well let's work out what you really need, and 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 then we go back to that suit example where. It might be just one suit surgeon hurry or suit surgeons. He's got he's going for an experience, and and we'll down select three or four suits. We get to the right one, get some accessories, and off we go. And or it might be a skin consultation in yep. beauty or something like that as well. And so, not that I've had that many skin consultations lately, other than all the test calls I seem to be doing, all that kind of stuff. So that segment there are people that are that have some level of intent they're, they're in market and they need guidance to be able to, to make that purchase and that's an interesting sweet spot in there of because i suspect and actually statistically i'd know that segment is the segment okay. that drops out that's the segment of you you getting away from getting your two percent conversion rate up to your four percent conversion rate and your four up to six they're, that's that group of people that are, that that haven't had their needs satisfied and they go somewhere else. And then you kind of had a third segment, which is people are just who just like video shopping. And you were starting to see a lot of that now. I arrive on the website, see the video option and just say, yeah, go on then. I'll just, I'll get someone else to do this for me, essentially. Yeah. And yeah, and that's, that's a small segment. That's great. And then that's it. Actually, if you then look at my sector, the, the, the live commerce sector, it's where one to many really starts to play into it. And the one to many spaces where you've got an influencer up there. And they're creating demand. They're going, oh, okay, if we're in handbags, they're showing handbags off and they're looking, they're going, this is great, this is on special or, or what have you. And they're going through a selection process of, they're going, they're, they're inspiring people about going, this is the kind of things that you could buy. And so that's moving a little bit further up the funnel. And that's where one to many live commerce becomes really useful or shoppable videos, which is, which is, I think, what's really going to be taking off over the next couple of years or over into sort of video advertising. And that becomes a whole up and down of the of how intense sort of starts to play out in live shopping. The most interesting thing about it is that is you have this wonderful and yeah, this wonderful opportunity to know what customers are thinking when they're at each of those different stages. So, for example, the bottom of the funnel, whether you have the one or two questions for knowing what they want is actually okay if you're going to get a lot of the questions around the shining lapels yeah. a bad example of the suit example or the dog hair issue in in, in sofas then that feeds back into the website so say well actually we could start to answer that question a lot of times yeah. on the website people just don't read 
And so then it becomes a creative exercise to try and lift that out or to find a way to understand whether someone has a dog or to find out whether someone likes shining the pills and whatever those questions might be. Um, and that's... that's yeah, it's that. something we end up testing a lot, just information that is on the website, but people just don't see it, right? It's probably every client we... Yeah, almost every client we work with when we do those initial surveys out to the customers and we're asking what why what stopped you purchasing, what information was missing, what information do you care about? So often shipping policy and returns policy pop up as questions. And they're either in the announcement bar at the top of the page or they're somewhere like an icon right at the bottom of the page. So the clients they're saying, it's on the website, it's there. It's the pretty much the first thing you can see when you open the website. People aren't looking there. People want it. It's, it must be the most frustrating thing. It's just like, I mean, it's, it's funny. It's because, I mean, I mean, I'm the same. I mean, it's, I don't read a, sc- a scan and, and it's having been in your world historically. It's a frustrating thing. That it's on the website. Come on. It's, it's interesting about reassurance. Even they might have even read it. And I find myself when I'm just in standard e commerce, so I've, I've read it. And, but sometimes I just ask the question. It's a, in a lot of ways, it's a silly question. But um, it's what it really is, 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 which is an interesting lesson in uh, getting customers to click or those types of things is, is it's what customers are actually in the market for when they're trying to purchase something. There's, there's a whole bunch of reassurance going on. And, and I see, we see that every day in one-to-one live commerce where you get that segment one of reassuring people that need reassurance. And I think e-commerce can really in particular can it's just it's constant bro- constant thing to work on to to make sure that you you, you re- yeah exactly it's having the right message in the right place at the right time. So what happens is a lot of these websites they'll have free shipping in their announcement bar. Someone lands on the website, they see that and go, oh that's nice. If I spend hundred pounds, hundred dollars, I get free shipping. Then they spend the next two three minutes searching for products, reading about the products, and then when they're ready to buy, that question gets raised again oh, I wonder what shipping I'm going to have to pay on this. So that's where we've generally found that by having free shipping, free returns, or whatever their messaging is, near the call to action on the product page, that has a really good positive impact for people because that's when they're making that decision to purchase or not. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about my wife's Christmas present, which I bought at the very last, which was uh, a pendant for a necklace and... And I was very last minute and, and it was, and the shipping was beautifully placed there. It was all there and everything like that. And I, but I was on the edge. I thought we were flying out on the Saturday and it, there was, there's a good chance it was going to arrive on the Friday, but I wasn't sure and I needed reassurance. Um, and, and so, so it, it, it's, there's also those interesting things there as well. And it's, if it's on that PDP and it's in the right place, that makes it amazing, but then you're still going to get a segment. You're going to get a last-minute shoppers like me is always late for his wife's Christmas present is, are we going to get... I suppose it's always, there's, there's always those people who, <clears throat> they'll see the message on site, and the message will clearly say, you'll, you'll definitely get this on Friday, and they think, but it's Christmas time, you're busy, it's only a couple of days away, is this definitely going to happen? And so, yeah, that's maybe when they get in touch to to just double check that and, and get someone to tell them, yeah, yes, definitely, that's going to happen. Yeah, and she, that that there's the human condition there is, and actually, like if we go back to, I've been in e-commerce for 
many years and you know, I've, I've been a believer in e-commerce for many years. And I think, you know, I've been helping grow the sector in my own little way throughout that process and it's got huge benefits. Um, but there are still limitations of the software to, to do that and, and, and our belief is the right human intervention at the right time can take a conversion rate considerably up to be able to solve that. And that's one of the main reasons why you want, yeah. might want to apply large shopping, particularly for- yeah, absolutely. I'm just conscious of time. So if, very quickly, have you got an example of a brand that's doing it really well that maybe listeners could go check out and have a look at? I could give you quite a few, of course. I'll give you- let's go Maybe, have so, you got examples, maybe non, not the uh, like super brands? Okay. I'm going to give you two non-super brands. I'm going to give you one which is Snug, although I think yeah. they're an emerging super brand because I think they're amazing. We've been working with them for years and they kind of went all in on I can see how it works well for them. They've got, yeah, they do very well. So it's just buying a sofa in a box. Their big superpower is they can get a sofa into your house in a day or so and they're great sofas. And they, it was interesting when they went to video that they, basically they got dedicated teams working from home or in dedicated studios. So they, they realized that it was is exactly the way to be able to start selling to their customers and they pulled in dedicated consultants that help, helped them how to do well in, in, in video sales. And the Confirm With platform as an example has a lot of data about what results in effectiveness inside a video call because we, we track a lot of behaviors inside the call. So, and we gave, gave those consultants those statistics and that helped them coach them on how to be effective at video selling. And that, that was great. They started converting in the mid-20s and then they moved. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Conversion rates, which was great. Then what they then did is they went to one-to-many. They went to one-to-many and then they started going and creating an inspiration showing, hey, why you might be interested in this type of sofa, or that type of sofa, or that type of sofa. And, and that's, is that driving a demand? And what we found very quickly is actually – uh, that then supercharged anyone that went to one-to-many that went into a one-to-one call. That supercharged the experience inside the one-to-one call because they'd already that we'd sped up that funnel, yeah, from the top of the funnel all the way down, and and it was it was great. So they they were really effective. So that's and they built propositions around it was very good, and they kind of went really okay. up and down the funnel. That's one example. Uh, another one, which is an interesting one, which is a brand called Oway, which is out of Italy. And they're an Italian skin and hair care brand. And if you, if you're speaking, well, if you're speaking Italian or French, actually, you can go to the English. If you go to the Dutch summit, you can do it, you can do it in English. They've, they're heavy on brand values. It's about, it's about organic materials, getting rid of plastic. And, you know, they don't have a massive retail footprint at all. It's a minimal full, uh, footprint. But so they're effectively a pure play. They're an e-commerce provider. And what they did is they built a purpose-built visual studio inside their offices in basically the outskirts of Bologna, which is really effectively rural Bologna. I, I remember driving to visit them when I was over in Italy and I was driving through fields. Uh, yeah. It's farmland, basically. And so I went in there and I went in and had a look at this setup and it was amazing. They had a fully fitted up setup in what was effectively a low-cost area for, from a real estate perspective, and they had a visual studio. They had behind them, they had all their product around them. They had play tables where they had multiple, had three different camera angles that work around, and they built a whole proposition around the video. 
and they advertise that. They talk about it. They call it the immersive store, and they do skinky hair consultations, and they help people buy their product, and in particular, get their brand values across. And it's this, it's a great example of a really good hybrid between physical and digital, and it need not cost that much to do it. It's But the most important thing there is they built a proposition around it, and that's an example where you go, right, well, this works. We're going to wrap a brand around, we're going to wrap a proposition around this, and all of a sudden the website experience is, in, is a much more immersive. Yeah, sounds like they've really gone all in on this. They haven't just seen it as some channel that sits on the side and makes a little bit of money. They've gone, this is big for us, so we're going to focus on it. Yeah, I think so. I think I mean, they do things like, I mean, they shut down on Black Friday and they only did okay. video calls and they didn't sell anything on video calls. They just started talking about their brand values. And the brand value, they didn't think that to Black Friday was, was good for the environment. And, and so what they focused on then is talking about, actually, this is how we should be buying products and, and purchasing products yeah. and that as well. So it's them really uses a means by which they can talk to their customers and they know that when they talk to those customers, they not only do they become loyal, but they, they in particular know that they talk to other people about the experience. And then that draws other people into the experience yeah. and then that helps build a brand. That helps build a brand that makes a difference. And I think- Amazing. Okay. We have enough to check them out. Finally, what is the biggest regret or mistake in your career? Ooh, okay. Um, I've, well, I mean, I've been lucky enough to be in the pointy end of e-commerce and digital marketing for since the late 90s. Yeah. Very since the late 90s. Not that old, but it's, so I've seen a lot of things come and go and- I, we have to admit that when social first hit, I kind of dismissed the ability of it to okay. drive volume. And I was just reading earlier this morning, actually, just a guy that I know is in social. He's sort of saying it's becoming, it's the, it's about to become the channel, the largest channel across anything that, that is driving. And I think that was a massive miss. And I remember at the time when I was running Stream 20, we managed tens and tens of millions of annual digital media spend for our clients and we're very focused on being great at that and we fundamentally ignored social we ignored the power of social interaction and and what i should have done is i should have put a whole team on that and i think we they put us as a business at stream 20 plus five years behind because we didn't really embrace it in the way that we should have and i think ever since that well the big lesson from that is we didn't look where we were looking at what was now and we didn't look yeah. at where things were going. And and that's always hard because when you're in the point of chasing numbers, doing those types of things, you're, and you, you're hitting targets, you're doing all those good things, but actually to look a little bit ahead and go, actually, that is going to be something. You know, that there's an example there where there was a big fail on my part. And I think everything confirmed with is a very good example of a sort of a pivot back to making sure that social or human interaction is a way by which people can interact online. At least that's my Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Right. Thank, thank you so much for sharing that, Serge. If anyone wants to reach out and, and find out more from you, what's the best way of doing that? Grab me on LinkedIn, confirwith.io. If you go to the confirwith.io website and there's a widget there to do a live video call, you just click on that and you'll hit some of our team and you can just ask for Serge. And I'm sure they'll get the message through to me as well. So you can do that instantly as long as the text is online taking video calls. So... So that's probably the easiest way. But usual places, all over LinkedIn. Amazing. All, all right. LinkedIn. Thanks so much, Serge. Thanks a lot. 
Thanks for listening. That's all we have time for today. If you have any questions or would like to add to today's conversation, join me here on the podcast, sponsor the show or work with me. Simply email will at customerswhoclick.com. Visit our website, customerswhoclick.com or connect with me, Will Lawrenson on LinkedIn. But until next time, keep those customers clicking. Thank you.